0: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com.
1: Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language and sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature so keep the volume down if there are kitties around and f- thank you for listening Oh, let's go booty booty it's time to get this body started booty booty it's time to get this body started you know that we are the number one show so grab your fucking it's, foodie, foodie. it's time to get this body started. time With and It's time to get this body With Danny, Jimmy, Crackers, Andy, Jimmy,
2: You're listening to this just in on Footy Prime. Your almost daily footy fix. It's a skin condition too, yeah. But it's also up the liver, isn't it, Dubs? Correct. Is it the no, same cirrhosis. family? Cirrhosis and psoriasis. Cirrhosis.
1: <laughs> no, oh, cirrhosis
3: and things. psoriasis.
1: Yeah.
2: So it's cirrhosis of the liver. Yes.
3: Yes.
1: Psoriasis yes. I- of the mm-hmm. liver would be like a flaky, dry liver, um, which I've had I at many restaurants. I love <laughs> that.
3: But they're Where's both my, P- my, I, they're both I, ps words. So when yeah. you get told whether it's liver no. disease or is a skin it? condition, it's ps. Look, this is what you've got.
4: I thought right. cirrhosis of the liver Usually was a, was a c. Is it?
3: I, I, think, a, I think i yes. think it's
4: c-i-r-r and then there's an h in there too really yeah i think so
2: c-i-r-r-h-o-s-i-s gracias i always thought that sycophant should be a p word but it's, it's not It's a great word
3: yeah it is a good word
2: mm-hmm.
5: should we I used it it, phlegm's a phlegm's a great word to spell yeah, that's Flem, a tough like one.
2: That's PH. That's a P word that's too, isn't P-H, it? PH, yeah. yeah.
5: With a G in there, a G thrown and in there.
2: Silent. <laughs> the silent G, the killer. <laughs> the killer silent G. But it's yeah. perfect because <laughs> phlegm is like that. When you get phlegm, it's that.
3: <laughs>
2: There's a G in there, but right? it's, it's a perfect spelling for that word, isn't it?
3: It's guttural. Yes. It's gut- yes that's absolutely. the
2: word guttural. Mm-hmm. Well, the word would be onomatopoeia. Remember? Isn't
4: that the one where the sound and the words sound alike? Buzz. Flam
2: onomatopoeia. No, that's from the Lion King. (laughs) 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 Onomatopoeia. Stupid (laughs) uh. (laughs)
1: onomatopoeia.
2: It means not (laughs) flam. Hey, it's Monday morning, everyone. How was your weekend? Um, Craig, you got called. Yes. Can you leave your apartment? Did you get out
5: and about? Oh, <laughs> Where'd go? Did you fall? <laughs> <Eddie>. <laughs> his his it...
2: cam oh. is broken. <laughs> so the supporters club were actually put out there on social um, trying to find some of our great lines, and they put it out to the, the public to listen back on some, some former old footy prime podcasts. And um, the consensus was that Craig spoke a lot more in the earlier days, and that is because his, his computer worked, right? Now, here on Monday morning, the new computer has still not arrived. This might be a little bit about like our, our goals for the pod that never actually happen, um, but that's the reason for those wondering why Craig doesn't speak as much as he used to is a technical can- can- issue. It will improve when when Wanga figures out where his new computer is. I tracked is. it down. I tracked you have? it down. Where is yes. it?
4: Uh, it's at the UPS in Concord, Ontario. And I have till today to go pick it up. But oh, it was get sent back? It, or else it, got, it was going to get sent back because I was on holiday. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's Liberty. not. I already went and Fine. picked it up. Oh, you have it? You have it? Yeah. I picked you it sure up. It to but, us? No, because I'm at, look at my background. Where, guess where I am? Are you at the Girlfriend's? Prison? No no yes yes ex-wife's house so yes the old prison as we called it (laughs) as we referred to it (laughs) yeah so no it is downtown because i craig is going on a bit of a vacay right so uh we didn't have time we'd have to spend two hours to get it set up and we didn't we couldn't we couldn't get our schedules together this weekend where's craig going Palm
2: Springs. Oh, very nice. When?
6: Uh, well, I leave tomorrow. I go to Winnipeg of all places. Uh, a bunch of the guys are from Winnipeg. Gonna watch the Winnipeg Jets game tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night against the Islanders, and then uh, hang around on Friday. Uh, hang around on the seventeenth, and then fly out on the eighteenth.
5: Oh, Winnipeg's beautiful this time of year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but if you're going to see a game the jets are fucking flying this year
2: best oh, team in the league aren't they yes and you love your hockey don't you craig i love the <laughs> Jets. <Jag. laughs>
4: <laughs> craig just check your uh they were canceling a lot of flights on the west coast and in because of the weather so just be careful just i know well, i know up. yeah is everything leaving still
6: yeah, so far, but if there's a winter storm going to
4: hit, it'll be when I get to the
6: airport.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's just because the universe hates you, though. So don't forget that, okay?
5: That's you why he travels with a sleeping bag. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fully prime anyway. It's Monday morning. Craig's leaving us at some point. Uh, may or may not join us from vacation. You shouldn't. Yes. You shouldn't join us from vacation. Just enjoy your vacation. That's important. Okay, um... Tomorrow. I've always got five minutes for you guys. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so um, it's an odd time of year, isn't it, in the football world with the schedule the way it is, the way they break it up for the the winter break. I think it started last season, wasn't it, or maybe the year before? Mm-hmm. For the, the first time they give teams um, half the teams a week off, and then the teams that played this weekend will have next weekend off. So there's oh, always is that football. It?
4: Yeah, I was like all confused. I was like, why? And not only that, I bet on Brentford against uh, – <laughs> who was it? But they didn't get big hype in the games next week. Mm. So our parlay is dead, but <laughs> it's floating still. It's a nebulous it floating. It's anyway? dead yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: I fucked it. Yeah, Thank you, did, Amy did. Walsh. And Beershot fucked uh, the supporters as well, unfortunately. Ooh um but yeah that's, that's the reason one It's, it's to give the players well-earned rest because the authorities they appreciate they appreciate the well-being of the players and they've yeah, right. always got the players forefront of mind to take care of them would you rather jimmy though just shut the league down for a couple of weeks completely at this point or do you like that there's always some kind of football
5: i like that there's always some kind of football Never want to shut down the You don't want time off. Especially if you're playing, you don't want it. You want to keep going. There's you nothing play play you get too garbage. much time off. What's that?
6: You gotta play the games regardless. You know how many games you're probably gonna to have to play. Hmm. Yeah. you have a while, well, you're just gonna congest it somewhere else.
5: Yeah, you're gonna cram them in somewhere. Yeah. But you know what it's like too? I mean, there was there was times where, you know, if you had the weekend off or it was in international break and there was no games and you would the manager sometimes would give you three days off and it was terrible when he came back in because you'd have those three days off and then they'd run the ass off you the first day back trying to get you back into a swing of things. And So most times nobody wanted the time off. Once you're in season, you just want to continue playing and that's really? the last thing you need is time off.
2: But those three you're days off, that groove. those three days off though, Craig, I mean, you personally, would you just do nothing for three days or you know, have a good time? Or would you still have some form of training? <laughs> I don't know I'm asking you this. You <laughs> never I know the answer. But You'd he on
5: a plane to Marbella. <laughs> yeah,
2: his Pants around
4: his ankles, staring at the computer. <laughs>
6: gonna, that's why Jimmy was having so much trouble when he came back, because he was
2: on a fucking three-day bender. was that what it was like you didn't you weren't responsible maybe went went for a jog a light jog in the morning first thing on your days off you did nothing no i fucking nothing
4: (laughs) that's how jimmy stayed that's what jimmy meant by staying in form
2: three-day bender (laughs) that's what it was yeah yeah the the uh, the, the wilted liver was was straight (laughs) to london for three days yeah (laughs) Hey, hey Dubs, you, I mean you're a you're a healthy, fit person. That's part of your life. When you played in the off, or I forget off season so much, but in your downtime, was was that still very important to you? Would you be one of those nerds that that would have like worked out on your off days?
3: Uh, yeah, I was, but I also
5: <laughs>
2: you were yes. a nerd. Or...
3: <laughs> yes.
5: <Yeah.
2: laughs> Listen, nerd. I,
3: I've told my kids we're reclaiming nerd. Like they they throw nerd around as an insult, and I'm like, hey nerds know stuff if you're called a nerd it's because you're (laughs) an expert on something um so yeah maybe i was a little bit of a nerd but um there were always kind of the overachievers and i was not that i wanted to kind of returning be in the in the best possible condition i could be in but i also really valued a complete off day there's merit to an active recovery, like where you're, whether you're in the pool or you're going for a walk or a light jog or whatever it is, you're in the gym and you're doing some mobility stuff. Um, but there's also value in just completely checking out and just hanging out on the couch and watching a couple of movies or reading a book and not doing like just doing fuck all. Um, and then that did a whole lot, I think, for for your mental health and your, your mental fitness as it, as it were, like just allowing yourself to check out. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what's lacking sometimes is because we're, you know, the the support that's there in terms of the physical performance and the mental performance and the analytics and and all of the experts that surround these players now in these clubs or these national teams. um, I think they are maybe cycling back to it or the pendulum swinging back where they're realizing that they have to prioritize that as well as the active recovery and all of the, um, you know, the meticulous stuff that they're able to do now there's absolute merit to just checking out for 24 hours because it does your body and your mind a whole lot of good.
2: What's the longest stretch you've gone without working out? Me now? Hmm. Um, <laughs> it's like a well, t- it t-
3: depends what you think of as like, I've sort of
2: exercise,
3: reframed what I think exercise mental is exercise think, like, or physical, oh physical,
2: physical, <laughs> physical. <laughs> I mean, this is obviously this is a four times a week podcast, almost right? yeah. mental exercise, physical. Uh, but I, I, would say I want everyone to give us this yeah. answer. Okay. But you first dubs. Right. And then that includes like a stretching routine, which but not, I'm sure no. you do. So I
3: would you say I, do, I do something. I do something every day. But I've really? reframed that. So where I am now as a 46-year-old is not where I was at, like, say, 20 years ago when I was playing or even 10 or 12 years ago when I was still playing. Like what I prime. consider of exercise and yeah, my prime, I'm well past my prime. <laughs> like a little bit of movement. I mean, I think that's how people, in order to get in shape or feel better, have to reframe it. You don't have to get to the gym for an hour. If you can just get outside for a walk or a little bit of movement that can do you a lot of good. So I've reframed that. So I say I do something almost every day.
2: I have a little bit of movement after my my second coffee most morning. <laughs> <laughs> so in that case, it's every day. How about you, Jimmy?
5: I walk a lot. I love to, love to get out and walk. Before How I long do you that, walk for? I always end up calling him when I go for my walks. Is that when you call? Because Sometimes you
2: call me. Is that when you're on a walk? Yeah. And Craig hasn't picked up, so who else can you call? And you've gone through your whole like contacts, and then yeah, oh, nice. I may get I a call. I got, I I never get a call. That's nice, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> is that it though, Jimmy, at this point? Because you the state of your your knees and everything else, like, walking
5: yeah, is... no, I do. I, I, I love to walk, I find it, find it peaceful. Um, <laughs> it's a time, it's time to think, then I obviously make some phone calls, I love it. And then the other thing they've just got into, and i went yesterday with uh with my brother, uh Alba, Jess, is paddle. I don't know if you guys have heard this sport or played it, but it is absolutely oh, yeah. amazing.
2: Yeah, it's like pickleball, right? But it's it's a European version.
5: It's like a smaller tennis. Yeah. It's pickleball. Yeah. No, it's not pickleball. Is it it it's very different? similar though. Well pickleball's for older people, Charms?
2: No, it's not. It's being redefined now. Is it? Yeah. <laughs>
3: Is it the well, one Jimmy, uh, where you've you've got the little paddle and then the elastic you, and the balls attached? And you just have <laughs> to keep it
5: up. <laughs> yeah, but you, you've got to be able to do it with two hands. No, it's, <laughs> you've got glass walls behind you, and you can hit it off the glass over the net. What do you play that? It was my, amazing. my well, my buddy um squash, squash and tennis.
3: Hmm. What my what buddy
5: uh, is Spanish.
2: He played in the World Championships last year. Really, he's he's, he's trying to bring it over here and make it more. He's actually. Involved in it in some regard. He goes around the world, and he's trying to bring it and make it more of a, a common sport to play because it looks amazing. I want to play that as well. I, th- I think I'd be great at it. Where did you play it? In Vaughn Yeah,
5: yeah. I'll play with you. Vaughn what what do they call it? what is what is this called, called? It's called paddle. You guys oh. would love it. It's awesome. We played for about an hour and a half yesterday.
2: Oh. Hmm. Okay. All right. I, I want to. will set it up. I'll wanna, set it up. Yeah, can, you, can you? Can you? Because I really want to play this. And yeah. my, my mate Jose. Um, has been trying to, we've been talking for ages and he he wants to get me out at some point. But he goes, there aren't that many courts at this point in Canada, very few. But you know one, then let's hook it up. Yeah. Craig, does that sound something that you might want to try?
6: Yes, I like the sound of that.
2: Yeah. When do you, Craig, when when was the last time you worked out? Uh,
6: 2003.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is, by the way, for the new listeners, this is a Canadian Sports Hall of Famer, Canada's greatest ever goalkeeper, Craig Forrest, talking here. Has not worked out since 2003.
6: <laughs> well, I do go for walks, and I, I walked up a, a hill the other day. I think it was about, it might have been 2%, and and I was breathing really hard. like I was breathing on my ass. I was quite embarrassed by the whole ordeal. Were you in altitude? <laughs> you know, I was a. About-
2: 250 feet. <laughs> <laughs> you have a shepherd with you? Wagger. <laughs> you had Wagger yeah, when when was your shepherd? <laughs> Come on. Come on, herding,
5: herding the sheep.
2: Four more <laughs> steps. <laughs> you can do it. That's yeah. so funny right. You see these these uh, mountaineering Documentaries, right and you got these these rich white dudes like just struggling up these mountains and there's these sherpas jogging up beside them in, in flip-flops
4: <laughs> dragging, <laughs> yeah. them They're literally dragging them up a, yeah. them up. Yeah.
3: i saw a story the other day that a sherpa was accompanying somebody up it wasn't everest or something but it was a was a really challenging climb and somebody was close to death and this sherpa wrapped this person in a sleeping bag gave them oxygen and then hiked them six hours down the mountain Jesus. Like it was nothing.
2: They're incredible. Yeah. yeah. They are incredible athletes. Thank and, you. And the willpower <laughs> and mental.
3: Congratulations,
2: Walker. Just because you're Asian doesn't mean you can claim to be a Sherpa. Oh, okay? no, we're field people. We're, we're great. We're great. Do you,
5: you think because they've done it so many times before they start that journey up? Everest that they have little bets like they must look at. The oh, yeah, 100%. and
3: hundred percent. You,
5: they must be going. You got no fucking chance. Tony <laughs> Bet Market. You're get halfway. This is fantastic.
3: Yeah, like who? What does this guy look like? What's his regular job? Yeah. Like what? What sent him here? Oh yeah. A I bet got 10 on the,
2: the fat hedge fund operator. So <laughs>
5: yeah. the, the he heavy, gonna make it. The heavy I white guy won. in the back. He's the first one to go down. I'll bet you a tenner. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The first one. They we're still, gonna- like, Every like when the thaw comes every year, they still find like you know mountaineers who have just died up there and they've been there for decades. It's unreal, isn't it? Yeah. Mountaineering appeals to me apart from the heights. <laughs> I don't like heights, <laughs> which is <laughs> and the
4: exercise,
2: the heights and the well, exercise. There's that as well. <laughs> yeah. There's some great shows on Netflix though about the uh, the climbs. And there's one guy I watched recently. I forget now. I think he may have been a former Sherpa. <laughs> And Craig just died. Um, but uh, he, he did every, the top, I think the top five peaks in the world in like six months or something crazy. It was just insane. I forget what it's called now. Anyway, it's a very good documentary for what that's worth. But yeah, back to fitness. So Dubs, like, often you, you, the FA Cup last week, you often hear when these small teams play the Premier League team is the biggest thing. It's not so much the skill and the pace. That's obviously something. But it's just how fit the Premier League players are. And usually, even if they can keep it tight for three quarters of the match, in the end, the fitness is what what turns the tables, and the prem teams find a way to to win. Um, it was ever a moment when you play where there's a huge golf and fitness either either direction, where you realize, wow, that that is where I want to be, or that's man, we can beat these guys purely through physicality. Um, not me personally, but
3: our but our team. So. Leading up to the 99 World Cup and any time we would play the U.S. or, say, China at that point, who were really like the cream of the crop, like they were leading the charge in terms of um, world standards in in women's football or Norway, say, um, we would be able to hang with them just because we could. We were as good as athletes as they were for like an hour. And then I remember one time we were playing. I don't remember. We were maybe down in Texas somewhere. And we got to that 60-minute mark, and then I was thinking, maybe tactically we should probably be making some adjustments here, but no, we were going to keep pressing them really high and, like, just flying all over the place. And I knew that eventually it wasn't going to be enough, that we were going to run out of steam, and then they were just going to overrun us. And there was, like, the beat of the drum in in the stands or beat of drums, and it was just in my head, and it was just, like, the inevitable was coming that, like, we're gonna to get to that 60 minute mark and then the floodgates were just gonna open. We were able to hang or keep them to like down, like one nil down, and then we're gonna end up losing like four nil or something like that. So it was at that point where I thought, okay, you know, maybe technically I have a, a number of things that I can improve, but I but I think I can push myself so that like I can I could look across at those girls like on the pitch or like at a Julie Fowdy um, or a Tiffany Milbritt or whoever it was, even a Christine Lilly, who I idolized who played for the U.S. And I was maybe not ever going to be as skillful as them, but I thought when I'm training, I want to at least be able to match up with them fitness wise. And uh, I think we came close, but then they always got the better of us because they were better technical soccer players than we were. Dubs,
2: uh,
4: Dubs, I'm just thinking in your brain when you're doing this, for some reason, I got it turned into like one of those bubbles, you know, cartoon bubbles. And I was thinking of roadrunner and coyote and dub's trying to figure out with her acme box <laughs> yeah like, like how do i keep up with these people and like oh do i get the anvil do i get the acme rocket was it like because i remember playing and just going when when people were just better or in more in shape and you're like it's inevitable everything yeah. turned kind of cartoon-esque in my brain and i'm like <laughs> what, what did it feel
2: like were that's you the almost- acid yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Your tricks. mind starts to play tricks on you. It absolutely yeah. does. Yeah, but you also get to that point where and and maybe Jimmy and, and Craig can speak to this as well, where you're chasing the game, literally. Yeah. Um, and you're hanging in. And then you find and, and they have most of the possession and you're finally able to win the ball. And then we're not able to keep it because we're so fucking tired. <laughs> so like you're you're you can't execute the things that you should be able to because you're you, you've you've pushed yourself kind of beyond that limit, and then you have to keep ratcheting up the fitness so that when you're fatigued both mentally and physically, you're still able to execute passes and shots and 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 actually get up the pitch. You're not pinned in your own third the entire time.
6: We were talking about that the other day, me and Jimmy. you know just one of those games where you just can't get out of that rut, you're just pinned right back, you're taking a beating, you can't even seem to stop the rot. And everybody's been there at one stage or another. Um, but as far as the fitness goes in the Premier League, Sharms, it's, it's not, I have to say, it's not just that. Uh, because Luton Town is just as fit as any other Premier League team, I guarantee you that. Uh, it's the pace of everything. Everything's just a little bit quicker. And then at the very top of the Premier League, everything's just a little bit faster again. And that really is what catches teams off, off guard. When you look at most of the championship teams, they are going to struggle no matter how good they play in that division. In the Premier League, is it it just that much better than quicker? And that's basically what catches people. There's just everything's happening quickly.
2: Why is that, Jimmy? Like, I mean, one division down, Championship, still great football, but one division down, is that big a gulf between, like, technically pace, fitness to a certain degree?
5: Yeah, of course. I mean, you know. When when you if you're in the top half of the, the the championship, like one of the better teams in the bottom of the the uh, the Premier League, the difference isn't too big. If you look at the Premier League, it's it's really three divisions. You got the top the top six, and then you got the middle group that's always there, just hovering, and then the bottom that's always fighting that relegation. The teams are coming up and down at that at little yo-yo part. But the, the difference is, too, between the, the, the top players and, and the guys in the bottom, is, it's really the thought process. How fast you think and how fast you can play and how well you see the game. It's the thought process is the difference between the better players and the players that aren't, and especially the lower leagues Because you think, you know, there's, there's guys in the Premier League and guys in, say, in the third division that physically could be the exact same. They're just as quick, built the same, run the same. But the thought process of how you see the game is different. So that guy in the Premier League, those little windows and that split decisions that as soon as you receive the ball, is off their foot because they've seen that window. Whereas the guy in the third or fourth division has to take a touch. Now he'll look. By the time he's looked, that window's closed. And when he plays the ball, he, he gives it away. And that's
6: a baby elephant.
5: Yeah. I mean that's that's the difference, right? What what it, they see at the top level and what they see in the lower leagues
2: is that coachable?
5: The thought process? Mm. No, man. No, I mean you could mm. probably try to work it a little bit, but there's there's no way. It's how you how you see the game. Look, if you're if you're playing in the Premier League, you're reading you're reading the play as the plays going on. If I'm off the ball, I know exactly where that ball's going. Three passes before it's going, and they start moving and they start shifting and. They're trying to read the play. Whereas the lower divisions, you're you're trying to see it, but you don't see it the same as what those top guys do. It's like that in, in, in every sport. You watch the NHL, the guys in the 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 best players, they're by the time that puck's gone onto the stick, it's off it. Whereas in the lower lower leagues, they're taking a touch, their heads up. Now they're looking to see that next pass where the better guys know exactly as soon as it comes, it's gone.
3: Mm-hmm. Do you think it has to do with the way that you split the prem up and kind of in those tiers and then it's the day in, day out and the repetition and their ability to replicate under pressure against higher quality all the time? Because if you look at those teams and the depth and the quality of players, you know, first on your roster, first on your team sheet, all the way through your substitutes and just what that gives you in training, and then that continues to ratchet your level up continually. And then you yeah, say well, you sure. can like a because you're, you're uh,
5: buying uh, yeah. you're buying the best players in the world, the, the players that can play at that at that level. And so their training. When you watch their their training, it's all one two touch football,
3: mm-hmm.
5: all one two touch, and the tempo the tempo is ridiculous.
2: Well, Craig, I mean that's when when you went to Chelsea on loan, right? That was a uh, I mean, listen, you went from a good club, Premier League club, but you went to Chelsea, who at the time was in that they were becoming what they were with, with world-class players. When you took that first training session, do you remember that? Like, was it a big eye-opener to you?
6: Um, well, I was i was rather actually even, <laughs> uh, many years has already been over there. I was i was rather nervous just because of the players I was joining in with, you know, the Ali Zola, Lebof, uh amazing group of players, talented group of players. And then they got <laughs> hold it on the sideline he was joining in sometimes as a player coach. Um, Graham Ricks was there. Yeah, it was kind of nerve wracking, but I gotta say it was probably the best session I ever had in my life. Was the very first training session with Chelsea. I was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun, but yeah. Then you was, went
4: out. Then you went out for a big smoke with what's his name, the guy who just passed last year. Violi right? sitting
5: on the curb. Violi. Uh,
4: yeah, Bialy, Yeah. Violi. Yeah. What a great
5: man! But you, you got to stacks. You know, like how how fast is it, the the training and the tempo? It is ridiculous how quick the the small sided games are. Oh, is it not?
6: Amazing, yeah. The talent. It's, it's it's actually probably worth worth watching some of well more than some of the games you watch. The the training sessions are just fantastic. Yeah.
5: I remember. When I when I left Bristol and I ended up going to Nottingham, some of the players that were that were in the squad were just ridiculous. And the tempo, and it took me a while to to really get into it, uh-huh. just how fast it was. And then Norwich, the exact same Southampton, the tempo was off the chart.
3: Was I mean, it I don't even think more
5: than three, four times. What's that?
3: Was it intimidating at first?
5: At first, yeah, because you you've got to figure figure it out how quick it is, and then you've got to find your space in these little areas and. And then once you suddenly, once you got into that rhythm and then that was it, that was the standard, right? But it, yeah, it was at first, I was like, holy shit, this is fast, really quick. Yeah, and then I came back to TFC and I was like, whoa, this is slow.
6: You get to a point, eh, Jimmy, where you, well, obviously when you're developing too, is that you hope you can make that jump. Mm-hmm. A lot of people can't, you get stuck in, you know, in that quagmire and they never being able to make the next step and kind of get stuck there and. That's so why you see so many players lower divisions is just don't, aren't able to quite get there. And usually they have a weakness. It could be something that's going to be let them down, whether it's
2: pace or something technical or fitness or whatever. A different player than a Premier League player. Yeah. I enjoy watching those documentaries in the lower division teams, like Rexham being an example. They bring in some good players. Paul Mullen, for example, comes in at high cost at that level who played mm-hmm. some pretty high football but never Premier League quality. This is a guy that was committed. He he could finish. He had seemed everything, but was never able to make that jump to the top level.
5: Mm-hmm. So
2: whether that's mental or physical, but that I always found that quite interesting. How you watch this guy? He just he's he's devoted. He's he's disciplined. He's determined, like anyone else in the Premier League would be, but just missing something.
6: Yeah, right. He gets up against the Virgil Van Dijk, and Virgil's got yeah. him in his pocket.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, I, I find that, I mean, those rare occasions i played like at p- charity games against former pros, right? And I mean, I'm, I, I joke around, but I'm, I'm pretty shit anyway. But no. when you're playing against that that level, like it, it, this pace, that's what it is, it's pace. It's like, holy yeah. fuck. It's just different level entirely. It's, it's a different sport. It's a different sport. In, it yeah, really it is. is.
5: And, I think the difference too with that Mullen is he'll need six chances to score one. A Premier League striker needs one chance. Right. Right.
2: Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, Kevin De Bruyne is pretty good. Yeah. Just back into the... Uh... <laughs> what's that, Craig?
6: Speaking about breathing out your ass... I yeah.
2: Mean... <laughs> <laughs> but he's always got the red cheeks, though.
6: Yeah. I mean, he made a couple runs early on, and you can see he was like, holy shit. Like, he was
2: just <laughs> asking for air. But, I mean, what's a player? Comes off the bench, goal and assist. And he's rocking the new locks, which got more talk in the dark web than his <laughs> actual ability and what he did dub. So you, you're always obsessed by what's with the hair. I think it looks pretty good in him. It works in him.
3: No, it doesn't. He looks like somebody out there impersonating Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> he looks yeah. like, you know, those people who are hired to be like the Tom Cruise or like these big stars worldwide to show up at these events in China. <laughs> and you're like, wait, is it? Is that Tom Cruise? You know, it's <laughs> Tim cruise <laughs> yeah.
2: Do they hire doppelgangers for?
3: Yes, it's a thing.
2: It is. Yeah. Really. But 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 they're not not pretending to be like it's not like oh we have Tom Cruise coming today and then some fakie comes in they're actually just pretending they're not they're not only in China right Amy only in China
3: (laughs) no I didn't mean that worldwide anywhere
2: (laughs) 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 because those Chinese will fall for it. (laughs) What do you, what's your I pretend to be Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> the Guilo, we'll see it. Yeah. <laughs> but back. yeah, I mean, listen, he came back, City beat Newcastle 3-2 at the death. Um, and and we've seen almost this new generation of City players too, aren't we, kind of coming through and having more of an impact. Yeah, the conceding goals, but they're looking really good. And De Bruyne are coming into that 11 uh, on a, off the bench, Craig. I mean, it's just it, it just puts City under a brand new light, doesn't it?
6: It really does. It really does. Yeah, if he he's going to get his fitness levels back, and and the way things are, they got no players at the African Cup of Nations either, so they're sitting in a pretty good spot, and they generally play really well second half of the season. But so, yeah, if he stays healthy and fit, I I think City win the league,
3: which I hate. I don't like that at all. I hated De Bruyne's hair, and I hated to hear that from Forest.
0: I don't want them to win.
2: <laughs> well, they haven't
3: won yet, Dubs.
0: No, I. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. No, but I mean, <laughs> I, I, you look at
3: De Bruyne out of shape trying to get back to, to match fitness and he gets, what, half an hour and mm-hmm. and he scores a goal and puts one on a platter for Oscar Bob, right? So yeah, I mean, who still had work to it. do after the fact? But that ball was sublime. Even the way that he finished um, that goal, just like it—it it looked almost like the the timing was off the way he hit it, but it was just orchestrated perfectly.
2: Right, gotta be good, right, to get into Pep's squad. These kids yep. getting their their debuts now. I mean, Oscar Bob, I think debuted last year, but still. To, to break through and, and be trusted by Pet Guardiola. I mean, what a rush that must be for a player. Mm. Yeah. And if a
3: tremendous get, name.
2: Get into the City team,
6: you're uh, you're something special, to be fair. And what a name.
2: Oscar Bob. Yeah. <laughs> better than Bob Oscar, isn't it? <laughs> Way better. If your name's to Bob me, Oscar, sounds... you're probably a car salesman. Yeah. And to me, Bob Oscar's Oscar Bob... Chevrolet GM. <laughs>
3: True. <laughs> to me really he sounds uh, cause he's Norwegian right but he sounds like he's Norwegian by way of the, the bayou like he's from he's from the south <laughs> in the US Oscar yeah, Bob he, yeah. <laughs> Oscar Bob <laughs> yeah.
2: Bob with two B's or three B's actually that's right <laughs> that should be his nickname hey three B's <laughs> it was in that room that's his nickname three B's bees.
3: Three bees?
2: Yeah, not very good, Charms.
3: <laughs> I want workshop that, that a little I know bit.
2: you're riffing, but that wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> um, United tied Spurs 2-2. I think Spurs, a little bit unfortunate in that one. United, not great once again. Um, did you see Fergie in, in the stands sitting beside to Jim Ratcliffe? That must just uh, cause <laughs> poor old Tin Hogs blood to freeze in his veins, eh, Craig? (laughs) When he sees that, oh, this is not going to work out well. It's not German or French, but...
6: (laughs) 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 Everybody gets you, Alex, person in the crowd there. But knowing that, I bet you there's managers. I know when when i was playing sometimes, it could be one individual, it could be just one player, it could be the manager, you know, whatever, watching or somebody, and I'd be more worried about that person being there or somebody saying, oh, so-and-so from another club is going to be here, another manager is going to be here and be more nervous about playing in front of the one person
2: than the 30,000 other people. Totally. Jimmy, was there ever a, a, a individual that when you're playing, you went, oh, fuck, look who's here? Someone made you nervous? Anyone?
5: No, no not when you're playing because you don't really know who's there. Mm. But I can imagine if he's coaching and he – you know, Tana kind of looks around and he sees Radcliffe and, and Ferguson sitting together. He's probably thinking, Oh, for fuck's sake, what are these two talking about now? <laughs> <laughs> they are judging me. Something's yeah. up. Why would he why would he be here? Why are they sitting together? What are they thinking? That was coming into play.
2: What's Fergie saying to him, Jimmy? Put yourself in Fergie's head.
5: This is absolutely rubbish. Let's get rid of him.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. be going. This team's a bag of shite.
3: There we go. I was hoping not for an accident.
5: Not fit to wear the fucking shirt. shirt. Not doing justice for this Man United.
3: <laughs> How the
2: fuck is Anthony Martial still here? How? How is it fucking possible? That kind of stuff, right? That's what's being said.
3: It's way better You've got than, a than big your, ten your hands.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Sharm's I like uh, Char,
4: uh, accents when he raises his voice. Like, yeah, I know. An
2: Scouser and Scottish. I, I, yeah. For whatever reason, I tend to do that. I just finished reading Irving Welsh's most recent book as well, which is all written in the Scottish parlance, AJC. Fantastic. The Long Knives, it's called. It's the most,
3: mm.
2: oh, it, it's vintage Irving Welsh, like just debauchery and deprivation. Like you can't go much lower. It's it's incredible, right, JC? <laughs> the most horrendous, horrendous. I don't know how his mind works, but it's it's a dark place. Let's put it that way. You should give it a whirl. It'd make you feel good about yourself. <laughs> right in the back streets in the seedy underbelly of Edinburgh, mm. a trouble cop doing what's right while doing what's wrong at the same time. Mm. You just wrote yeah. the intro. For that, mo- turned it into a movie. It's actually a, it's actually a Netflix series, too. Oh. oh, yeah. There you go.
3: Same yeah. title? They kind
2: of combined. Uh, no, they com- a crime. It's called Crime. Mm. They've combined a couple of books, and I haven't yet watched it because I was reading this book first. But yeah.
4: Oh, speaking yeah. of books, while I was on holiday, I read my first book in 10 years. <laughs>
3: hey, so
4: I broke through. Right I big broke for you. through. Yeah. I broke nice. through a little. I, I wrote a, uh, read a David Sedaris book. And it was great because he does kind of short essays. Yeah. And for my ADHD slash whatever I have, that block, I got through 300 pages of a David Sedaris book. So I've broken through, I'm gonna start reading again. Congratulations. Wong, are you on? the guy
5: that, that reads silently or do you read out loud to yourself? <laughs>
4: I read in front of a microphone uh, while I'm playing piano. People I can
5: don't
3: know this.
4: You don't need a mic. No, I, I really no, don't. That's true.
3: He's one of those people that is not quite out loud, it's not to yourself, it's not silent, but you're mouthing the words and you can just kind of hear you. Yeah
4: when, class, you yeah, when I'm trying to spell cirrhosis. Yeah. When I'm trying to spell cirrhosis or I saw charm smile when uh, Craig used a really good word. What was it? Quagmire. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like,
2: Charm's smiling because Craig, Craig used quagmire. And it's we're like, word. it's a great word. How does Jason Sedaris, Steckers, have time to write books and, and be Ted Lesser? So. <laughs> I don't know, but it's no, true. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Same, same guy. <laughs> Chelsea won again. They'll be full in 1-0. Three straight wins. Four wins and five in the prem. They're back, aren't they? Hey. Watch out. Watch out for Chelsea. Anyone watch this game? I did not. not that one. Okay. So we can't provide much insight, then, can we? <laughs> we'll tell, we'll <laughs> ask Kerry and Starks to, to mention yeah. some things about it. Break it down for us. Yeah, yeah Starks, Kerry, have they turned the corner this time? Do you see positivity in that Chelsea team right now? Are they climbing up the table are, are European spots? Is it going to happen for you? Lots of rumors about them adding... In the window, which we can all laugh at the same mouths over. But.
4: And if you're wondering who we're talking about, Carrie and Starks are part of our Footy Prime Supporters Club. So if you guys enjoy Footy Prime, please reach out to the Footy Prime Supporters Club on Twitter. Yeah, follow Correct.
2: them. Become, become a member. Yeah. Right? Are they charging what? yet? No, it's free, I think. They should charge. <laughs> yeah, they should charge. Yeah, we should freaking charge. Yeah, we should charge. That's a model, isn't it?
5: <laughs> and Chelsea getting Lemon? paid for things <laughs> sorry sorry dubs
4: I was Is saying there I a vetting
5: process do you think they go through to, to F- get these supporters F- on F- board proper person's test yeah R- they mean, more, more if they don't really like the person
4: if they've shit <laughs> their pants at least three times as an
2: adult they've made the cut
5: yeah and it costs <laughs> you a fiver to get in That's right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um Everton tied Villa nil-nil. Forget the game. Forget about that. But uh, although there's a four-minute VAR check in that one, eh? Leon Bailey's goal allowed four minutes like, for an offside. Now, give me a break. Um, Emery – so what's this line here I saw? So Emery is averaging exactly two points per game in the Premier League with Villa. Uh, mm. This being his 92nd point, Craig, in his 46th league match. No boss has ever had a points per game of two or more Having played forty or more games and not gone on to win the title with that club, wow! That's impressive.
6: And, and at Villa as well. I mean, no disrespect. That's that's
2: it's double impressive. <laughs> yeah, they for real. I mean, it's it's a full season, a split mm-hmm. of two seasons. Mm-hmm. That's not a fluke. No.
6: He did it in Spain as well. Same sort of level club, I would say, in, in that league. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. I, I love what they're doing there. Um, Everton, by the way, about to learn today, um, and Nottingham Forest too, about whether they'll be charged with fresh financial fair play uh, charges. Forest apparently are, are most in danger of being charged, although Everton, very nervous, having already, of course, been, been given a 10-point deduction. You nervous Jimmy?
5: A little bit, yeah. I am. Hi Jazz. If, if we uh <laughs> <laughs> if we if we get a point deduction, we're in trouble. We're in trouble big time. Everton's done well to get where they are. Rishon you gotta give him credit. You know, ten point deduction and all of a sudden get themselves out of relegation and I think they'll end up surviving, but I don't think we've we've got the, enough in the locker right now that if we do take a ten point deduction to to survive.
6: Why am I war worried about the smaller clubs getting point reductions than the big clubs? It just seems as though the big clubs don't seem to have, be playing under the same rules.
5: Yeah.
2: No, exactly. We well, got we'll better lawyers. When, well, we'll see when when City finally get faced with these 189,000 charges, right? At some point this year, they got a court date, so they say, but hey, who knows what they should do to raise money is just have more games in Saudi Arabia, right? See the Spanish Super Cup, Real Madrid, Barca, El Clasico in Saudi Arabia, Real smash Barca, but maybe that's the solution to raise more funds, eh? No. Yeah.
6: <laughs> if they, if they can't do a Super League, they just play all your games in Saudi Arabia.
2: Yeah.
3: Did you see as great- well they did a minute silence for Beckenbauer? And it got whistled and um, kind of people were, were not having it. But I think it's a Why? cultural thing that they don't do minutes of silence. But so again, it's, it's st- having, not having the foresight, right? You think, oh, yeah, let's have it in Saudi Arabia. And then even yeah. you can't do a minute of silence to honor a legend.
2: I wonder how many fans traveled for that game. Well, if you got it for a free
4: from, from the club, from the oil, oil barons, they just said, hey, jump! we got some planes for you. Come along. I wonder how many was- came home.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> there was an article in The Athletic, I'm not sure you read it, about the Super League and this, this what's been proposed, right, and includes free-to-air broadcast. They're going to stream these games live, and the idea is to make it free for everyone. And they're saying, how financially, how is that even feasible? It's all about getting eyeballs on it. And would that draw people in? And it's that reality of the situation, Craig, is it would, right? If, if if the clubs, I don't think they're going to, but if the clubs did say, you know what, this does make a lot of sense. Sorry, UEFA, to hell with you. We're going to go into this 64 three-tiered Super League. Give it a little while and the fans would be aboard, wouldn't they?
6: Mm, probably. At least the fans involved, so the other clubs that aren't involved, you're uh, kind of making it life even more difficult for smaller clubs to financially make themselves viable.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not... I mean, I don't, I don't want to get into a Super League conversation, but it it is the new format that they are pitching, which, again, I'm not a supporter of. I don't want it to happen. But... It makes some sense in some regards, and it's taken take on your wafer. It would ma- maintain domestic league football. It's just basically encompassing Champs League and Europa League into one big old three-tier thing. Essentially, is what it is. But anyway, enough of that, because it's probably not going to happen. Um, what else? So Harry Kane scored again, right? He's equaled Lewandowski's German record. Is this a statement, Dubs, on Harry Kane, the brilliant footballer, or is it a bit of a statement on maybe the Bundesliga Although having a couple of like top elite level teams not quite being the same level as as, as the prem,
3: I think it's a bit of both. I think it's um, it's credit to Harry Kane and the and the tremendous form that he's in that you can kind of drop him in any league and he's still going to be able to score goals almost at will um, and sort of uh, you know ratchet up the level of, of his team. Um, but I, I think it it points to the Bundesliga in particular, and and the lack of parity that exists there. Um, you know, I mean, you're. I think um, who is it that's uh, there's Bayern Munich, and then who is the old? Is it Xavi Alonso who's coaching the other team that's yeah. doing really well? Yeah, Leverkusen. Right. Um, so, other than uh, the the top teams, I mean, is is. Are, are the games that he's facing these these lower teams? You know, are those just gimmies? Um, so does that tarnish it a little bit in terms of the the output and and the strike rate that he's putting up? But I think it's all credit to Harry Kane and looking ahead at the at the Euros and what it means for England. I think they're going to have quite the quite the side going into Euros.
2: Yeah, Jimmy. I mean, Lewandowski was revered when he played at Bayern Munich as being one of the greatest number nines in world football, maybe the best. Are we being a little bit unfair on, on Kane to say, well, yeah, he's doing this, but hey, it is the Bundesliga.
5: Well, I mean, look, you got to take that into consideration as well, don't you? I mean, the Premier League is is the best league in the world. Uh, the best defenders are, are in that league. And he's playing in a, a Bayern Munich side that, you know, dominate that league every single year near enough. Um, but you, you do have to give him credit for, for settling in um, finding his feet right away and and continue to score the goals that he has so i mean yeah he, you've got to give him credit yeah it's not the premier league but you know he's he's doing it in a very very good league one of the best leagues in the world um but i think the big one is champions league and how far they that they, they can get and against the the better teams in in world football but there's no doubt about it. Look, it's Harry Kane. We, we all know how good he is. He is one of the best strikers in the world. To
6: be knocking up numbers that like he did with Spurs, and no disrespect to Spurs, they're not the top Premier League team. But if you took him and you throw him in a Man City, he would do the same as he's doing for Bayern Munich, just like uh, Haaland moving over from Germany, where he's always filling that over there, and he actually does even better in the Premier League with Man City. Yeah. So... You put real quality up and up top of, in a side like Bayern Munich, and you, you got yourself uh, a little bit of magic there with what he's doing. And the, you know, just a, a fresh start for him, I think, was a really big help for him. I think leaving Spurs was a, was an excellent, excellent thing, uh, as well as maybe even leaving the Premier League and going to the top of the German league where they've won 11 straight titles. They've got themselves a bit of a title race this time around. It looks as though with Leverkusen, but. Chances are they're going to end up at the top.
2: Yeah. That's a good that's point, sure. isn't it? Because we, we're so used to King hitting yeah. 25 to 30 goals. You, we never questioned, oh, well, he should get more because he was just dos- bossing the Premier League. But you're right. You, that was with Spurs. You stick him on a C. He probably will be hitting 35 to 40 goals every year. Yeah, I never kind of thought of it that way. That's, that's a good point.
4: Charms, go uh, Craig brought up magic, and I just wanted to go back a little bit on our Prem coverage on the magic of VAR. Um, Because there was this great call at the Luton-Burnley match on Friday. And J.J. Watt, who's the former NFL defensive end, I guess owns part of Burnley right now. And he goes, what are we even doing here? In what world is this not a foul? And it was a foul on the the, basically a, uh, a player came in. And blocked the keeper, and I wanted to know. And then Craig Forrest wrote off of J-, J J Watts's. This is referring to the Luton Town late equalizer. Absolutely bang on. It's not VAR that's the problem. It's the people using it. Burnley FC royally screwed. Craig, what do you think?
6: Yeah, I think J.J. Watts got, got it all. Uh, got it right. Uh, I mean, there's a couple things about it. I mean. I don't know how they miss a, a goalkeepers are a protected species too much. So in my opinion, but he's clearly blocked out. And then there's the other side of it too. I'm not sure he would have actually got to the ball anyway. I don't know if it was a little bit on the high side. So JJ, Wild would be like an uncatchable, <laughs> but that's not really the case. I think it was a pretty much clear cut foul and, and, uh, should have been disallowed. It was incredibly a surprise that they didn't, they didn't do that. Especially knowing what the striker is doing. You can see him look at the goalkeeper, literally trying to block him out. And that's clever.
4: Yeah. And to your point, I was, when I was watching this, you and I were texting, I was like, he didn't even have to block him out. I don't think he would have gotten there. He could have just stood there. And is that what came down to it? Is that, Perhaps the keeper couldn't like it wasn't uncatchable like the NFL and they just but isn't that he's still being blocked. So this is what I don't understand. And Noel Butler, one of our followers or one of your followers, said VAR needs rebranding to VAR, video assistant referee errors. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know what you do, but it seems like it's a little bit broken with the four minute like Lineker said he went out for walk his dog and he came back and they were still (laughs) deciding it. So I'm just, you know, it doesn't, it seems as it's, it's not an experiment because it's part of the the game now, but it mm. has to be optimized, right? It's fucked up right now.
6: Yep. 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 It's fucked up. I, I, I don't know They, they, they've, they've got it in their heads. Some of them that they're, they're trying to be, unless it's clear and obvious, I'm not, you know, I'm going to let the referee's decision stand and whether they're looking at that and going, wow, it's not a clear and obvious mistake by the referee. I'm not going to get involved, but then you look at it and go, well, no, he should have gotten involved.
2: But That's so, still subjective, right? That's a problem, right? For what for Craig might think something's clear and obvious. Dubs might think it's not right. So you, you just, it's so difficult. If you've got to spend four minutes on it, then it's, it's clearly not clear and obvious, right? <laughs> and that was offside is a little bit different in that case, but you know what I'm saying? I know they they talking about, and maybe they've confirmed uh, the new automatic offside technology for next season, I think, which should cut that down, I believe. But, yeah, it's – you know what? We were sitting here before VAR, um, bitching and screaming about officials, how awful it is, how terrible it is. The game's gone. We can't enjoy football anymore. We'll always be bitching and screaming about something. Just happens to be VAR right now. And, yeah, I don't know. I'd rather scream about human error than – technological era but still.
5: Yeah. Yeah, but really what what they've done now is they've just taken the pressure off the referee because the referee goes, "Oh, VAR is on it." And now all the pressure's on the VAR individuals. So you've just taken <laughs> that pressure and just put it over here now. <laughs> and now with VAR, they're taking 4 minutes to to make a call because now they're thinking we have to get this 100% right because if we don't, the backlash is going to be ridiculous. Yep. It's so all they've mm-hmm. done, they just shifted it. Mm-hmm.
6: Mm. Yeah, the bundle of nerves in the VAR box, I'm sure.
5: Oh, they oh just,
6: they're just must be awful.
3: Yeah, but I think that's what's made like the 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 cup play so refreshing is the lack of VAR, right? So I think, mm-hmm. I think it brings all these other narratives into it. But I think we're we're seeing, you know, going going back to the old days, you know, bef- before all the technology. So if you do automate something, then you're removing the subjectivity. Great. I'm all for that. Or like goal line technology. Yes. Or anything in the box that looks like it could be a penalty or a foul on a goalkeeper. Yes. And then get rid of it. Don't use it for anything else. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You have to land somewhere where there's a middle ground where you're using technology to your advantage. You're not using technology to allow more subjectivity to creep in.
2: Yeah. And, and the rule book doesn't help either, right? Like the handball rule book. Right. So confused and so blurred. You throw a var as well into that process. And before you know, we don't know what the hell the rule is anymore.
3: Mm-hmm. So there guess- was some good kind of shithousery online by the Luton admin, I think on Twitter, where they took the various um, points in a game where the Burnley keeper was going to ground. You know, yeah. like the time waste where you're like, you're grabbing the ball quite easily, and then you look around, there's nobody around you, and you just drop to ground. Um, yeah. And uh, so they they clipped probably five or six instances that he did that during the game and then clipped the foul to make it seem like it wasn't a foul, that he was just going to <laughs> ground easily.
5: <laughs>
3: so I, I always appreciate Brilliant. that.
2: <laughs> Social media shithousery. There's yeah. some clubs do a great job of it, don't They really mm-hmm. do. Uh, I also had Teja Buchanan was on the bench for Inter Milan. Uh, didn't see action. They they won 5-1. John David scored for Lille. Uh, he turned 24 over the weekend. Uh, four goals in his last six games. 11 goals, six assists in all competitions this season. Uh, his name's been out there for, for a couple of big moves, including United, actually, I saw at some point this weekend what was being linked. Um, Jadon Sancho got an assist off the bench for Dortmund. So these these names in the news are, are getting... Onto the pitch in most cases. Uh, MLS and CPL camps begin. Jesus Christ. It's like it just started. Now, did you hear this Luis Suarez clip? I, I sent it to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, this is before he joined Miami. Now, Luis Suarez was unveiled officially. He's at his press conference. He's trained with it into Miami. This is speaking to a Uruguayan radio station prior to signing with Miami. He says, um, The days before each game, I take three pills, and hours before playing, I get an injection. If not, I can't play, hence the limp. <laughs> I have to think that in maybe five years, I won't be able to play five-a-side football with my friends. The truth is that the first steps in the morning are very painful. Anyone who sees me think thinks that this is impossible for me to play a game. My son asks me to play with him, and I can't. Is this just typical of an aging player, Jimmy? This is how you feel? Or is this major flags for Miami fans he was great last year in brazil he was fantastic
5: it's major flags (laughs) 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 he's got more drugs in him than a pharmacy
3: (laughs) but also what are you doing publicly making those statements right
5: yeah he doesn't They think just it's-
3: saying to the fan base: lower your expectations, guys. Yeah. <laughs> this is not going to be a great run for
4: me. They're overpaying for me. Yeah, lower your right. expectations. I'm going to
3: take this money and hang out with my buddies from Barcelona, and then I'm yeah. going to fuck off.
5: <laughs> exactly. What are they going to wheel him in? Wheel him into the stadium, and all of a sudden he's going to be running like a deer after he gets all. That'll be erected. awesome.
4: <laughs> It'll be like one of those uh, pre- preachers, you know, Ernest Angley from back in the days going, Hey, Suarez, you're healed. And he'll come running out of his wheelchair.
2: <laughs> I would suggest this though. If you're a fan of a team that plays on turf, <laughs> yeah, you're probably not going to see Luis Suarez this season. No. When Miami come to town. Can you
6: imagine that, that quote that you, we've been sending around about him in his interview? Can you imagine the ownership and the coaching staff at Miami sending that around going, holy
5: shit, what have we signed? Yeah.
3: We need to get a pharmaceutical company on board. Come on, we got to fund this.
5: I would have loved to see seen the medical when he gets on the bed and the doctor comes over looking at him going, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, everything's great. He looks good. Yeah.
2: The, the doc saying to management, so how many games a year do you expect him to play?
5: Because his knees are gone, his ankles are gone. Just... Shut up, Doc. Sign him off.
4: Okay.
2: <laughs>
5: oh.
2: I know. We'll see. Listen, like I said, he did that last year in Brazil and he scored like, what was it, 27 goals or something? He was brilliant. I don't know. It's, that Inter-Miami team, it could go all right or it could go all wrong.
5: Yeah.
2: Um, all right. Listen, anything else you guys want to get to before we uh, we move uh,
4: on? We were just talking about the other Canadian players out there. Uh, Jade Rose scored. Um, dubs, there were a couple more that we, you and I were just adding to the rundown.
3: Uh, yeah, not Jade Rose, Deanne Rose. Vanessa oh, Deanne Rose, scored, Sorry. scored for Lyon. Evelyn Vienne scored for Roma. And uh, Olivia Smith, who's lighting things up as well. For uh, I think she's in Portugal.
4: Yeah, and, and it was really John well. David's. Kyle Lahren scored. Mm-hmm. scored uh, John David's birthday. So one of our bits was going to be, he just turned 24 yesterday, was happy birthday, Jonathan. But the big thing was, what were we all doing when we were 24? So maybe that's what we'll talk about. 24 in January. When you're 24 in January. I know for probably Jimmy and Craig and and Amy, they were probably playing pro or somewhere. I don't know what January your season was, Dubs, back then. But it'd be interesting. Sharms was probably... Just starting off
2: at footy show at the score. Not even if that would be sports world, yeah. Oh, I can guarantee that, that our ex-professionals' lives were much more interesting than mine were at 24. I can guarantee you that much. At <laughs> least <laughs> I should hope so, anyway.
3: I would you like were, to see a photo of James Sherman at 24.
4: Maybe that's what we'll do. We'll share our 24-year-old photo. We'll old
2: sports world picture somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah. I'll tell you what, far less of a roadmap on my face bright eyes a spark in my eyes excitement oh, i think you're better veterans. looking now pal you're better looking now than you were
4: you think we well, haven't seen oh, me yeah though, in fairness yeah but
2: pardon me you haven't seen me though when i was 24 you don't know that but i appreciate well, i've the seen pictures you had a you're you, you look better you look like
4: a man now back then you look like uh, yeah. a chubby six-year-old a, a chubby five foot ten six-year-old
2: You ever see that when you you think back when you're at the time, you know, when you're younger, you think, oh, man, you had these these issues, these body issues or whatever things you didn't like. And then you see photographs years later of how you actually I look really good. The fuck was my problem? (laughs) Yeah. Why did I hate myself so much? Yeah, I'd say that right now in a second. (laughs) Come on. One person here wouldn't take their 24 year old body over what they have now. (laughs) Anyone? No, not not my body was all right at 24.
4: Mm -hmm. yeah mine wasn't great but it wasn't this (laughs) like i go i go to the beach now and i just look like part of the beach it's just my hair showing (laughs) the same color it's just like who what is that what's that guy doing there that's the head
3: they think you're just a pile of sand of sand but then they hear you reading underneath it they're like oh there's dan wong reading as david staras
4: me and cabels me and cabels jimmy would try and ride me (laughs)
5: <laughs> on the beach. Oh, no, it's longer there.
2: <laughs> Jimmy, don't try and ride Wonga, okay? One hump or
3: two.
2: <laughs> oh, always two dubs. <laughs> get them around the pyramids. You're going to make up for the first one, haven't you? That's All right. right. Um, Tony Baddoss, yeah, you know, you let us down this weekend because the results didn't come through for us. But uh, we, we thank you for being a wonderful sponsor. FuboTV.com. Premise back this weekend as we mentioned. Really enjoyed those games. Just uh, just a five, five, four, five, including Friday, right? And then five again next weekend. So keep subscribing, FuboTV.com/slash, Footy Prime. We're back on Wednesday for the foundational episode. Uh, let us know what you think and give us some co- comments and questions via Twitter. For monger, what, monger, monger, monger's whale sack. Munger's <laughs> monger's whale sack. We got a new Might name for. Might be the some second.
3: row in there. Might be some row in that whale sack. Oh, not a row. Let's have some caviar on Wednesday. The
2: row is well. Uh, you munger. Oh, okay,
3: <laughs> hey, New York, New York City, GC. how is that bar to watch the Tottenham match?
2: Well.
1: Uh, I thought it was the official, but it was actually the runoff bar. So the people that were at the bar, this, this, uh, place called the district, uh, in Greenwich village, I think it was, it was very, it was very tame. Everyone was really excited. It was very tame. I'm like, this doesn't seem like it was very like, you know, younger, hip New York dudes mostly. They're like, Oh wow. You should have played that ball. And it was just weird to hear them like talk like this. And then I said, I talked to these three guys they are like, Oh no, the actual bar is around the corner. But it's so packed there. If if there's a guy, there was a guy wearing a, a United jersey, like if he walked in there, he'd get the shit kicked out of him. Oh, so and, and sh- it was called uh Flemings, I think. Anyway, I went around the corner.
5: Trust
1: me, that's not far off. This bar was like you walked in and it was like encased in in like they built a wood sort of shed around it. It was very odd. Then you go in and it just Like a coffin? pretty much it smelled like cigarettes and apparently harry kane's brother was in there and they were like we got harry kane's brother in there he's in there he's in there i'm like well that's something but that it was very very <laughs> tense like the the mood in there was very very tense so we didn't stick around
3: oh my like, uh, the, yeah but it was
1: it was cool it was an interesting and we just happened to stumble upon on that bar it was very interesting
2: if it was called Flemings with a ph it would be a liverpool bar anyway <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh hey it- games now I- I would call it H A I R Y, Harry Kane. and <laughs> It wouldn't necessarily be the best kind of bar.
2: <laughs> Maybe it would be. Right. You're
4: making me gag with that. I'm just <laughs> thinking about it. A yeah.
3: little bit of pH phlegm. Uh <clears throat> <clears throat> Yeah.
2: Find newspapers. Cheers. Listen. Oh, Bill. This episode of Footy
1: Prime has been brought to you by FUBO TV and by Tony Beck. Make sure to subscribe to Footy Prime wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime and on Instagram at Footy Prime IG. Great Monday morning, guys.